23 minutes until 3 o'clock here in Pittsburgh. We are delighted to be joined by Troy Hooper, who is a CEO involved in many different asset, facets excuse me, of the restaurant business, including asset management, including franchising, also helping others to grow their businesses. And, oh, by the way, they operate restaurants as well. Troy, it is great to have you on the program today. Welcome to KDKA. Hey, thanks for having me, Rick. Glad to be here. Restaurants have been faced with so many challenges as of late, and we're going to talk to Carrie Luxem coming up at the top of the hour about the the HR issues of staffing and things like that. But I want to bring you in because you deal with helping restaurants run their businesses more efficiently, helping them to make some decisions, what their assets are and things like that. With rising costs for food, and we everybody knows what's going on with eggs, right? I mean, how do you make a decision about well, we're just going to have to cut back on something else because we can't raise our prices on our menu because we have to then print more menus. And if we do that, it's going to cost us more money than what we're going to. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, how do you how do you prioritize? How do you help people make those hard decisions? Well, the first thing we do is we re- we require them to re- remain uh, calm and don't don't react to uh, micro uh, hyperinflationary uh, pressures in the market, right? So we see this um, very cyclically, but we all, and we're used to it from that perspective, but these ultra high moments of eggs being two to three times, you know, we had, um, you know, the big run on chicken in 2020 and 2021 in the pandemic, everybody ate chicken wings and the price, you know, we ran out of chicken wings literally, and the price went skyrocketing there because of demand. So there's always different reasons for the pressures and changes. We ask them to always remain calm. The strategy is to have a strategy, is to have a plan, have a, a pricing structure and a menu engineering strategy that makes sense for your business and stick to it, right? The idea is, um, is, is not to react to every change in the market because your consumer um, will kind of get whiplash, whether you're changing prices or changing items on your menu, changing the quality of the items, possibly even changing the, the portion sizing. These are all tactics that we've seen in the past that usually have a more negative effect in your relationship with the customer than they do have a positive effect to your bottom line. So you're right. Most restaurants are just taking in the gut. They're taking the punch and, and hopefully getting smarter about their buying, uh, paying more attention to what they're buying, what they're paying for, how much they're buying at a time, who they're buying it from, but also really thinking about their menu, how you know, is their menu as efficient as it can be? Does it does it have what the consumer really wants, and are they really uh, are they really taking? Uh, can they take some things off that the consumer is not as excited about to make it a more efficient operation? So that's kind of how we start thinking about it, and, and, and the basis for the conversation to help operators, uh, you know, uh, stay uh, in their lane and, and not get derailed by these uh, these really rare and really uh, intense moments of of unique price structure changes that that are happening to them. When you say menu efficiency, is that simply a matter of paying attention to how many times does somebody order this particular meal as opposed to that one? If we want to have five different chicken chicken dishes on the menu, do we have to have seven? I mean, is that is do I understand that right? Yeah, so basically exactly. We 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 find in, you know, most independent and small chain operators uh, and even, you know, even, you know, let's not talk about Cheesecake Factory, 290 items on the menu. The reality is, is most menus are, uh, have too many items on them. So what does that mean? We have too many ingredients in the storage, you know, in our refrigeration and mm-hmm. in, in our dry storage. We're, we're prepping, we're spending a lot of time prepping ingredients that 
that we might sell two or three or, or 12 of in a day as compared to our top five items where we might sell 30, 50, 100 of those items in a day. And so the question is, is if you were to take that item, those, those low performing items off, what efficiencies are you adding to your business? Reduced labor and preparation, reduced cooking labor, reduced waste and product that you create that nobody buys, uh, you know, uh, confusion uh, and dilution of your customers' choices. So, so very often, more choices is, is, a, is, is a problem compared to less choices. And that's why we see some of these emerging concepts like these Nashville hot chicken style concepts that have, you know, anywhere from three to nine menu items total uh, from Dave's Hot Chicken or Houston's Hot Chicken or Hattie B's, these kinds of concepts. You know, that's sort of uh, an extreme example of what I'm talking about, about being hyper-efficient with your menu. That's very niche. Uh, but for the average operator, it's really about thinking about what am I buying? What am I making? Who's buying it? When are they buying? Are they buying enough of it to have me keep making more of it? Or should I, should I pare this down? Should I get a little bit more efficient uh, in my overall operation and what I'm offering? So, Troy, you're talking about making decisions that, and not panicking, right? I mean, and making sure that you assess the situation before you make a change. How long should that be? Should that be a quarter? Should that be a year? I mean, the reality is for, for new businesses, that first year or two is so hard just to get through it. You, you don't want to wait too long or you're out of business, right? I mean, how long is the right amount of time? Yeah, you know, this is something we talk to our operators about, you know, you're, you're really focused on this on a monthly basis as a newer, smaller operator who has a lot of other things to deal with. You know, the big guys are looking at some of this stuff by the hour, by the day, you know, et cetera. We try to get operators to go um, from an occasional uh, review, annual review, semi-annual review with their accountant. We try to get them down to a monthly sort of what we call a status or a flash report on a monthly basis. Ultimately, you want to get them down to looking at these things on a weekly basis. Hmm. You really, really have to understand that every time you place an order with your purveyors that provide you your products, they're changing their prices daily, right? If not oh, yeah, right. Day in some yeah. Cases. Yep. Yep. So, so we got to get you as the operator paying attention to your prices um, coming in, and, you know, costs coming in and your prices going out a little more often. So, so we start them off going from never to occasional to down to at least monthly. Ultimately, we really want most of our restaurant uh, partners really focused on a weekly analysis. And by the way, technology has really advanced in the last three to four years, especially during the pandemic. We saw tremendous investments and advancements. And so now some much, much of this stuff is, um, is automated for you. You can set up these reports, set up these systems. They're all interconnected now. And so what we're spending a lot of time doing is getting operators modernized, getting these systems in place so that it is less uh, you know, manual of a process, less subjective of a process, but far more automated and provided. The information is provided to them, and all they have to do is make a decision on the analytics given to them. So, so there's a big shift in the restaurant industry right now to modernize and update and adopt technologies that will make them more efficient, a lot smarter, and, and, uh, and more nimble to, to do this a lot more often than they ever have. We think about the golden rule that the person who has the gold makes the rules, right? So who then is in charge? Is it the restaurant operator because they've got the cash and they want to buy the product? Or is it the supplier saying, this is what we're going to charge? And and if you're the operator, how do you push back against price increases? It seemed to every time you turn around, there's another one coming down. You hit the nail right on the head. Uh, we have always essentially, uh, if you have less than 20 or so, 15 or 20 locations, 
you have been completely beholden uh, to the supplier. The supplier is the God that controls all things in your life, and you've had to uh, suck it up or react to it uh, in some way, shape, or form for history. Yeah. What we're seeing now, obviously, as suppliers took a big hit in the pandemic, uh, as, as they uh, you know, did things that may have really harmed their clients, the small, small clients particularly, uh, there, there's a lot more leverage on the buying power of the operator. So we're seeing a lot more aggressive conversation. A lot smaller organizations are able to negotiate. And, and, uh, and we saw a lot of new suppliers pop up, uh, small boutique suppliers pop up to sort of fill in the gaps where the big suppliers kind of, uh, you know, screwed us over in a way in, in some cases. So, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of movement towards group purchasing organizations and cooperatives mm. where, where groups are getting together and, and uh, consolidating their buying power yep. and leveraging that in negotiations. So, so it still is the supplier, but we're still really beholden to the supplier. But the suppliers now understand that, um, that we're a lot smarter. We know our numbers a lot better than we ever have. We are paying attention in places where we may not have, as we should have, and, uh, and now we're, we're coming back and pushing back. And so we are seeing a lot more, uh, you know, negotiating power being leveraged in that relationship. Dan, this has been really, really wonderful. It's obvious that you could talk about this for months, and uh, we're just trying to, to drink out of a fire hose right now from your, your, your knowledge that is out there. So thank you so much for getting the conversation started for us today on KDK. It's great to have you on the program, and I'd love to have you back. Thanks, Rick. Love to do it anytime. Thanks All right, for good stuff. Up the topic and sharing it. Excellent. Troy Hooper joining us, CEO. And again, the group is called uh, Kiwi Restaurant Partners. Yes, they're dealing with franchisees. They're helping restaurants. They also own and operate restaurants. Gives you an idea of some of the issues, some of the things that they are faced with right now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us. And four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.